Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, the man with the hat, the man who's not ashamed to be bald, but he's going to hide it anyway, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. <laughs> this is very true. I'll tell you what, it's cold as hell here in Kansas City. So I've got tea, I've got the hat, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm not in Detroit. Um, <clears throat> it's still cold, but I'm ready to talk some games, boys. Um, we've got some stuff to talk about. Oh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But before we can do that just yet, we must introduce the man who has finally touched greatness. He's held the dual sense edge, the host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, Mr. Joseph Moran. How are you, sir? I mean... It's all right. Feels like a bag of sand. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I finally got my dual sense edge thanks to Luke Lore, the mm-hmm. the insipid ghost. Uh, the um, and uh, let me tell you something. This thing, you know, it's a controller. It's got buttons and doohickeys and dongles. It's nice. It does. You were fascinated before we recorded. We were playing just a touch of Fortnite. A bit. We got it. We got it. Almost. You didn't up. understand. You went. You went straight he, to judgment as often. First he thing he to. says, Ains, is like, "This thing's crazy. You could change profiles on it." I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> how fast you can!" Luke, Luke is like... Luke is always or not Luke. Joe is always amazed at the smallest things, and it's adorable. I love it. Thank you. I and God forbid I get excited. I, it's not like switching the <laughs> the the profiles. Yeah, the, the touch of it's, a button. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying how you could create one like is faster on PlayStation as it is on Xbox, where I feel that app is a little bit cumbersome. That's all. Okay. So you're saying like the idea of going into settings and making a profile for Yeah. Interesting. So I don't like, find I did it, it in less difficult. than 15 seconds. It was like boop, boop, boop. 15 seconds is fast. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. it's difficult on xbox uh, it's it's just i gotta go through one app into it, another. it, this one's it has cool. a it has a quick select button so it brings it up in the yeah. ui which is really cool i think that's what mm-hmm. joe's talking about yeah, um okay. but when you when you go into the actual software it's pretty much a copy and paste of xboxes it's very gotcha. very similar relaxed gotcha. it is it's the same exact thing i mean it has been a, a while since i've i've touched uh the xbox elite controllers a woman app. Oh, it's a touch grass. Well, it's been it's been a week or two, but yeah, yeah. And your mother still hasn't called, which is a little worried. But I know she she doesn't stay here in the Midwest usually this long. Well, Normally, she, she would have gotten back to you, but yeah, she talks. She keeps on complaining about my coarse hands, but I told her that's what a man's hand feel like. You know? <laughs> I get it. It's been a while, but here we go, boys. Can I just know, since the last episode, we've had an, had an Xbox developer direct. The Last mm-hmm. of Us show has just just gone into exponentially incredible proportions. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush stealth dropped to critical acclaim well above 90 uh, on the old critic verse, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, we found out Jedi Fallen Order's got a delay. The first party is probably not going to E3. Uh, I think Xbox died somewhere in there. I mean, it yeah. has been. I think PlayStation did as well. PSVR yeah. two died uh, last night. Oh, that's right. That's right. PSVR two slash. And then and then was revived today. Yeah, oh Russell Power King. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been quite a week of news, boys. I don't even know where to start. Did, 
I tell you what, DC went through a whole smorgasbord of changes oh, boy, today. This again. I didn't watch any of it. I couldn't handle it emotionally. I was like, oh, I just, really? I no, nah, not yet. I'm just, just all right. Well, it is okay. going to be, Let, and I'm not upset. So I was like, all right. Let's let's start with that uh, developer direct. I don't want to like go into each game no, release no, no, or no. whatever. I don't want to touch ground that season gaming already has. Uh, but I do. I, I maybe the question here for this one, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there any notes that Nintendo and PlayStation could take from that direct style thing that Xbox has done? Because I feel like it was, I think across the board, everybody's like, this is phenomenal. This is excellent. Uh, Do you think that there's something there that other companies can take going forward? Yeah, I do. Across the board, it was positive. Phenomenal, I was not going to. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I'm trying to hype it. Sorry. (laughs) So I was just going to say, you know, I know, we we've talked a lot about what we want out of xbox for these kind of more intermittent updates and i i think this was their best yet i love the format um to your question joe i think the one thing i liked about it and i've said this before is i do like when developers get to talk about their um games Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if it's like concise and brief right am i frozen on camera again yeah you are damn it Uh, i'll fix that but you try getting better tech (laughs) um <clears throat> but um, I, I like that they were able to interject developers and some commentary from kind of leaders in these studios for the games while at the mm-hmm. same time keeping it concise and not feeling like, all right, this is droning on, this is slow, this is boring me. It was just, it was very well paced while having that. And as much as I enjoy the kind of quickness and conciseness of Nintendo's um, direct and state of play on PlayStation, I do prefer at least having a little bit of trail of um, development input rather than mm-hmm. just trailer, 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 all hit at once. So I, I actually prefer this format to those others. One of the cool things is that you like I was grinning <clears throat> from ear to ear. The only game that was for me in this direct was Redfall, but I was grinning ear to ear and mm-hmm. genuinely excited hearing these developers talk about their products, hearing them talk about what made their game special. That to me, I mean, that's the whole core of XCP's like interview element, right? It's just yeah. hearing developers talk, and that felt good. And I thought they nailed it. So, so Joe, I think it's a great question. And once it ain't said it, I was like, oh, obvious. But yeah, having the developers talk about their games is special. It feels good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sony does it a little bit with some of their state of plays, like Ratchet and Clank, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us. Um, they do have those, but it feels, you know, well, it is a scripted here's a level in ratchet here's a level in ghost i'm going to take you through all the things but i i I very much love the little intros that you had like tango in particular was just oozing with personalities with both um you know heads there talking about their game and there is like um you know xbox really tries to put their developers you know up there first and foremost like they want them to be the stars and i appreciate that and sometimes it just doesn't land well with some like interview segments that just feel long in the tooth this felt short yeah. concise you have personality now let's get into this game and you can kind of just hear the passion from like the director of high five rush talk about his game so yeah I, i'm right there with you i think you know the the greatest thing that xbox did was it couldn't set clearer expectations of what this was mm-hmm. while having a surprise in there that people 
didn't expect. So now it kind of sets a cadence of like, yeah, you're going to get, you know, we're, we're talking about this, 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 and this, nothing else. So those are where the expectations, you know, can be. So uh, that's what I really like out of this. Them setting expectations as clear as it can get. So you're not thinking that you're going to get Starfield when you're not. And I, and I appreciate that. So when you look at the set expectations, I think that's an, uh, a lesson that Xbox has learned, kind of dropped a little bit and then had to relearn here and there over the last three years, uh, yeah. you know, in the rollout to, to the Xbox series S and X and then through to now. Um, but you're right. Like getting ahead of expectations is so important. And Sony's done a good job of that in the past at times and other times missed the mark. Nintendo has uh, done a really good job of it. Uh, and yet pe- people still expect the world. But when you know what you're going to get going in and then there's a nice surprise, but not one that's going to like you can't shadow drop a high fi rush game every time kind of thing. Right. You can't. But but having a nice surprise or treat here and there is great. But the core of the developer direct was not Hi-Fi Rush. It was everything they said it'd be. Yep. And that's the win, is that you got everything you said it'd be and then a little bit extra. Icing yeah. on the cake, chef's kiss. And Yeah, I think... Sorry, go ahead, Joe. No, no, go for it, Ants. <clears throat> I was just going to say... I was going to kind of jump to a different aspect of it. So if you were going to continue the no, point, no, please no, do. No, no, I was too, so you, you go. <laughs> I was going to say that um, I liked how they specifically called out the release dates as well right we know redfall mm-hmm. we know eso hi-fi rush was an obvious one um <clears throat> did it bother you at all did it detract from it at all for you guys that forza doesn't didn't get a release date as expected uh, meaning it was expected to have a release date it didn't get one and now it looks as though from what i'm hearing others are saying it uh could be third quarter does that bother you guys no, and, and probably because I'm not a racing guy. If I was, I'd be a little bummed. But as long as it comes out this year, I'm I'm happy about it. You know, I, I think we expected the the release date. Uh, you know, I don't think they ever came out and said, and the release date for all these games. So I think we just assumed, and assumptions are the devil's work. So I I, <laughs> I didn't have that that type of expectation. Okay. Um. I, I was not disappointed by that either, but I think there's some context that's required here. Uh, first, you had Hi-Fi Rush drop during there. That's a uh, first-party Xbox exclusive drop during yeah. the show. You've got Age a 91 on Open Critic too. Yeah. Oh, and deservedly so. Um, man, it's only four really, hours. That uh, game director <laughs> should get some props. Cough, cough, hint, hint. Um, Same as the Edge's battery life. Am I right? How dare you? There's so much technology. <laughs> you guys want to keep interrupting my well-made point? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Go, go. Uh, I think there's some context in that. Hi-Fi Rush drops during the show. First-party Xbox exclusive. Age of Empire Definitive Edition uh, Xbox console exclusive. Uh, First-party dropping today. Uh, it's out now at the time of this recording. Minecraft yep. Legends in April. Redfall in May. Uh, and then you know that you've got Starfield and Redfall. I'm sorry, Starfield and Motorsport for this year. Already, you have done more. Well, you've already done more. Just already, just like as of today, than you did in uh, the entirety of 2022. That's true. You're good. You know what I mean? Like joking aside, not trying to make it a meme. You've already dropped more than you dropped in 2022. So I think we're okay because we've got dates of four first-party games 
Plus, we know that there's going to be two more first-party games minimum, and you've got expansions coming for Horizon. You've got st- yep. content coming for Halo Infinite. You've got stuff coming to ESO. You know you're going to get another season in Sea of Thieves. Like, you've okay. got a lot now. So I think that's the reason why the motorsport date didn't even phase me. Um, yeah. Plus, the, the other... How many games do we see bump and bump and bump and bump? I'm Jedi Fall in order today, bump by a month. I don't want to have a bump by a month for Forza or anything else. I think bump by a month, like what are you doing in that month that is so crucial? It's very rare that you're changing the meta of the game, right? Right. Um, So I don't want that to be the case. It happened with what? Was it Last of Us Remake or Last of Us 2? Last where it kept getting little was it last was to get little delay little delay. that's annoying like just yeah. don't do it don't do it till you're ready you know and I the wish, thing that wish... sucked about that delay was they delayed it by a month or two for polish and then i think they delayed it again because of the pandemic so they're mm-hmm. like i don't know how this game's gonna land in the middle of a pandemic game's about that so yeah and then the leaks happened and then they're just like here's a release date yeah <laughs> they're trying yeah. to get ahead of it but yeah no yeah, I, let... i'm with you <clears throat> and uh, also, um, as uh, Aid says in the chat, let's um, not forget about uh, their Game Pass launches, right? They have Wolong coming at launch. They have Atomic Heart coming at launch. Oops. They have Liza P coming at launch. I mean, as Luke just correctly said, the year is already more exciting for Xbox in January than it was all last year. Yeah. Yep. Remember when people complained the first week of January? Where's Xbox News? I'm losing faith in Xbox. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. That? What was that? Like the eighth like or the ninth? Yeah, right. it's like it's been eight days, guys. Let's relax. I think there was nothing wrong with. There was nothing wrong with noting that Xbox has done a bad job communicating up to that point, but the inflammatory element of that was annoying. Yeah. It was like knock it off, guys. But but there's nothing wrong with acknowledging. Yo, they've been quiet for a while. They didn't show up to Game Awards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I still making- think the Game Awards absence was a miss. This. Oh yeah, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I haven't moved on from that. I also um, bet High Five Rush was probably that game. It, right, it could have been. Um, I don't think High by Rush would get into praise if they had if they'd shown it. No, no I don't think sh- either. Don't show that game. The yeah, game does maybe. not show well. You yeah. can't watch but gameplay um, like I'm told in the same way that playing y- it would be. Sorry. Yeah, I just think you know they. No, you're fine, dude. I think um, you know you look at the audience at the developer direct, and obviously, again, in in the eyes of the gaming community on Twitter and us and podcasts and stuff, it did really well. High Fi Rush is great, et cetera, et cetera. What we just said you still are nowhere near the audience levels of Game Awards. You're not even in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's a different conversation. But True. that, no big deal. Yeah. If they could have shadow dropped it during Game Awards. That would well, have been no, cool. they, It would have been cool. I don't know. That, I still don't know that that's what's coming out around the Game Awards that would have stolen Thunder. Because right now, Hi-Fi Rush got to have its moment. Yeah. Late December, know. nothing. Yeah. I feel like there was uh, something. Call- Callisto. Callisto came out. Callisto, high on life, high on life, high on life as well. You're right. Yes, high on life did come out for Game Pass, which prior to to Justin Roiland's thing, that was getting all (laughs) types of all types of praise, right? Yes, it was plural. Yeah, plural. Yeah, (laughs) I don't actually know the details well enough to to make fun. Oh man, he's a real piece of trash. Is he? Can yeah? Can we stop with these guys getting like a semblance of power and immediately going into the dumpster? Like, what is it with these assholes? Power corrupts absolutely. Uh, Every know, time man. I see someone fall from grace, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. At least, you know, Mr. Beast gave people the gift of sight. You know, I I heard that that was the thing that happened. He seems like pretty great. 
I don't even know what you're talking about either. But oh, really? Apparently, like, like there was like a thousand people he gave like, like a special surgery or something to, and they can all see now. Too long. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. That just highlights how broken the system is. But like, it's nice. But like when his heel turn happens. You know, like he's gonna give all gonna his hurt. money away before he dies and salt to JK. Like before that, he'll turn, <laughs> uh, so far so good. But no, you're right. Uh, go for it. But, well, no, I was thinking about this is a sidebar, but like I was thinking about the Justin Roiland like antics or whatnot, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember the details of this. But Ryan McCaffrey put out a good comment that Xbox can't catch a break mm. with like its marketing with it. Like they had a high on life exclusive dude, all this praise boom that shot down stalker uh, i think stalker was one of them like stalker exclusive that boom that shot down halo infinite was having problems boom shot down halo infinite, halo show boom blew up in its face like they were just having hit miss after miss after, or like and like some of them some of them their fault others not like not their fault that royland was crazy or that the war in ukraine happened and stuff like that so I, i'm trying to remember the details of it but it reminds me that how much business success in this industry can come down to sheer luck. Uh, maybe luck's not the right word in some cases, but like it can really come down to a moment and interpretation. Like they nailed the Xbox series S leak. They nailed yeah. that moment. How do you nail high on life? You yeah. don't, you know and what I mean? Tr- like you stop yeah, marketing it. it suddenly. It's true. Cause like, like Xbox, like they, they seemingly get this win for like a day or two. And then something like, terrible happens like yeah high on life best like numbers on a game pass for like a third party game mm-hmm. then we all find out justin roiland is a big piece of shit and mm-hmm. then um and then like stalker. you know uh, stalker, stalker happens but i'm thinking like high on life everybody's like, oh my god this is great this is awesome game pass is great and then all of a sudden we get the news of like 343 you know what is it laid off 93 folks mm-hmm. they're switching engines it's seemingly seemingly again just outsider looking in kind of uh leaving infinite behind and go into something else yeah um and it's just like oh guys god like it's like i'm it's it's like i'm rooting for the mets all over again it's like we're doing so good (laughs) it does feel kind of like doing so good (laughs) you know we were picking up steam gosh darn it and that happens but ains i i I want you to have a like a a little a, a segment called ains unpacks things could you unpack for us what has happened with Halo Infinite so far? Because there was uh, some explosion of news, I think, from Bloomberg, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then everybody's like, I can co- corroborate on this. So, uh, it's uh, well, it's a lot, Joe. It's, it's been it? a day. Well, it's, it's not a lot really a lot that. because it, it's not three minutes. No, I'll give you three minutes. I know minutes. you gave me the segue. I'm sorry, Luke. Um, it's a lot to unpack, but it's not so much because we already we already uh, said all this two weeks ago. Okay, good. Uh, I'm Did glad we? that I'm glad that well, except for Unreal, which we'll get to. Okay, um, okay. but I'm glad that um, Schreier has caught up. That's cool. Oh. Um, so I'm gonna start here, okay. which if we if we rehash what uh, I shared a couple weeks ago, it was actually the 20th, so almost two weeks ago, and he Bathrobe Spartan. No, editor, Bathrobe editor Spartan. Of chief of <laughs> uh, you going to let me finish? Um, <laughs> so Bathrobe Spartan, and we talked about, we said multiple things. Uh, over 100 people let go. Schreier's number is too low. It's more than 95. And I think that's why he said it in his article of at least 95. It's more mm-hmm. than that. Um, 
three four three is only working on multiplayer. We said that as well. Of course, everyone tried to counter and say, no, they're still making single player games. Okay. Uh, he said today in his article, they're only working on multiplayer. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Um, oh, uh, the big reset, basically, right? Structurally, internally, a huge shift in what they're doing. They The, the plans that they originally had for single player, uh, gone. Uh, single player expansions for infinite gone uh the only focus internally at 343 at the moment is live service for halo infinite that's the only dev that's happening um and that there's a complete rethink as to how they approach halo in the future and i i thought i was going crazy today guys i literally went back and reread bathrobe's thread i reread my own article um and i'm like what did we say that was different because I'm going to share this. And he, of course, he didn't post this on Twitter. Here's what he posted on Era two weeks ago after we post our information. So he said, this is Jason Schreier. He said, I ran these bullet points by a few people. While it's true that 343 is focused on multiplayer, the stuff about campaign DLC being scrapped is false. Interesting. Um, and a lot of this is either wrong or just speculation. Um, so what is your article about today, Jason? Because I'm pretty sure you literally just repeated everything we said two weeks ago. Other than the unreal thing, which I'm going to get to. Um, but the layoffs, the reset, the multiplayer only focus and the scraps of DLC. We already talked about all that two weeks ago. That he said was wrong. Oh, and by the way, other people in the Xbox community, and you'll know I'm not going to name names, said it was bullshit. And at the time, you guys know, I said, I'm not going to argue with anyone, but I trust my sources and we'll see what the truth is. And so I'm a little annoyed that we get this Jason Schreier article today, him acting like he's breaking some big news when all he did, other than the Unreal piece, is say the same shit we said two weeks ago. I, I, this wasn't scripted nor planned. No. No, this I love this. Gun came like, wow. strapped and ready. <laughs> he brought receipts. Uh, wow. Jason. You're probably blocked already. I think You're probably blocked. He probably blocked you. I'm blocked um, by I don't care. Like, I'm not blocked because I've never challenged him because he doesn't like to be challenged. You know no, that. he doesn't. Yeah. Um, He's a but, very small man. It sucks. But it sucks. That, like, I, I don't understand it. And then the worst part is other people are like, oh, I can corroborate this. I'm like, corroborate what? We... We were told it was BS two weeks ago. Now suddenly it's true. What happened? So anyway, it's been a fun day. When Quick this gets aside. clipped on Twitter, this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting firestorm. But I like it. <laughs> I know I've said on Cast and XEP and, and probably a few others, I hate how few journalists there are in gaming. And that, and I've said, and I will stand by, we need Jason Trier yeah. and several others we do. in terms of like journalism. It sucks when one of the few voices we have that are actual journalists have such a fragile and timid ego. He's a small man. He's very weak to, to the idea of being challenged, and I hate that because we need him. He's brilliant. He's capable. He's smart. He has great sources, he, and, and he tends to check behind his work really well, and it just sucks because you did say all of this. You and many others did say it. And, 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 and to just go a little further, if you – Go back in our DMs. Trust me, dude. I got receipts for days. You go back in our DMs, our DM, the cast DM. Yeah, I okay. said it feels really weird 
to be called out as bullshit by people like Jason and others in the industry when I know I'm right about this and we're going to look back on this and I'm just going to smile. Well, here I am smiling Um, because all he did today was validate what we said already. Uh, if you go and actually read the article, by the way, you can't read it because Bloomberg makes you sign up for an account. But luckily, uh, Mo actually took screen caps of the whole article because I wasn't going to sign up. And he, I read the whole article and I'm like, for Jason, to your point, Luke, whether I agree with him or not on this or anything else, typically he obviously has tons of in, of sources in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. I would never claim, I, I think I even laughed at the time, like it felt actually weird for Jason to be saying something that we said um, happened was false when mm-hmm. we knew it was true. I was right. like, this feels odd because obviously he has more inside info than pretty much anyone. Right. Um, and it's his job. And this is your hobby. And it's his job. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like I'm saying, you know, uh, like on any other topic, I'm going to challenge Jason Schreier. But I knew on this specific thing, we knew that our info was accurate. Otherwise, I wouldn't have shared it. Um, right. And it, it's just been an interesting day. I'll leave it at that. But I do, there's, when you joke about a lot to unpack, so we can touch on that if you want. I feel like we already did. No, we did. Um, I just wanted to trick you. And, <laughs> and you gave me more than I could ever hope for. <laughs> the unreal thing is where the real news is. So, okay. Well, hold on. Before, I <laughs> Do you want to talk Halo and Unreal? Or do we want to step away from the developer direct? Oh, we're uh, stepping away. Talk, whatever you guys okay. want to do. I left away. I yeah, left away. Yeah, okay. Me. That's fine. Um, then let's go to to Halo and Unreal because we had a debated, a heated debate. Was it last episode or the one before it? About Unreal? We haven't talked about Unreal no, 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 in a while. About Halo. About Halo. You, oh, last you episode. The, yes. Was it last? Okay. So shout out to you. I'm gonna take that L hard on the on the argument, not the point, but the argument. Um, I lost it halfway through, man. About Halo in general. Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought you wanted to I, talk about uh, Fortnite story content again. Yeah, here he goes. Um, they added, yeah, they, yeah. Added the, they added the Dragon Ball people. They, yeah, the, the, you know the weebs? They're in there. Yeah. Oh, the skins? Um, the, the weebs? Yeah. The cloud, yeah. No, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, <laughs> talk us through this part, Ains, because yeah. I'm going to tell you what I know, and I want you to fill in my gaps for me, if you're right. Who? Um, so you... It was reported at one point that Halo might be switching to Unreal. And from what right. I can remember, we all scoffed at the idea. You don't build an engine, Slipstream, right? and then abandon it. Well, yep. flash to now, Halo's content has been slow. Multiplayer, single player, I don't care what your argument is. The content's slow, right? Yep. And we're not getting a lot. And then you're seeing layoffs. And now you're hearing Unreal is really a thing. And it seems like more and more people are reporting on it. Corroborating sources, etc. Is slipstream is it a failure slip space like, is it gone is it done slip space i'm sorry is, is it slip space i say slip slipstream because it's a star trek voyager what up fam um <laughs> god he's so lame so so tell me uh it was is that a miss is that true like what's going on with unreal Ains? like tell me this i this is an aspect of the story i didn't know obviously otherwise i would have said something um so jason mentioned this in his article and it's weird right because as I said, when this came up, what, six months ago when we first talked about it, um, mm-hmm. 343 has experimented with Unreal from what we know for many years. This was not new, right? They, they've, okay. they've talked about going to Unreal previously. They've dabbled with it. They had, from what I understand, they actually have people that were contracted within 343 to work on porting code to Unreal to see how it I would transition. 
Uh, yeah, some more info has come out literally today. Um, so a lot of info being thrown around, but Jason's article spurred then Jez to say, to post today that yes, uh, a recent development is there. They basically had their come to Jesus moment internally as part of this reset with the mm -hmm. staffing, whether to go to unreal in the future as part of this reset or to stay on slip space. And from what they're saying, um, they're, the decision has been made. They're going to move to unreal. Mm -hmm. So where this really gets weird, what we talked about previously was because the original rumor, if you remember, was they're going to move infinite to unreal. And I was like, no, you know, that's just, it's not going to happen. Right. There's, there's a number of reasons why, um, what we're hearing now is because it all ties together, right? We know that three, four, three is only working on infinite at the time being in terms of active development. And they're focused on the live service delivery of HCS year two, season three, season four, et cetera. Okay. So all of infinite stays as is in the plan, at least for the foreseeable future that we know of is to continue delivering on infinite faster and better than they have been. We've talked about okay. that. What it looks like now, and the reason many of us said there's no way they move infinite to Unreal is one, you'd have to replicate everything you've already built, which is ridiculous. Uh, Forge is a big factor in that, right? Um, and then at the time, you had campaign DLC talked about. Um, so it sounds like they've made the decision to move to unreal for all future projects so infinite now becomes essentially a standalone game gotcha. so infinite standalone no campaign dlc it's only live service and forge is obviously a part of that and there will be pve stuff in forge we talked about that right there's going to be further additions to infinite but that will be standalone and then whatever they develop in the future which as we joked about last week will likely now be years out um is going to be unreal 5 or the whatever version of unreal right you know so be cool i'm sorry sorry no no, no come back to me please you tell me ask yeah. me it'd be quick no no so the only other really interesting thing so we can talk about that but then the really interesting thing that jason commented on but didn't definitively say and i don't know i can't verify is tatanka so we've talked about halo's battle royale mode right that's been in development by certain affinity for at least two years, if not more. Right now, from what we understand, they have up to 100 devs on it. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, as of last month, December 2022, we still have code files, which Bathrobe shared today. We were talking about it previously. There's code files that Tatanka is still being updated in Slipspace as part of Halo Infinite. It's built into the Halo Infinite UI. So going back to our prior discussion, when we talked about the, the engine shift, I said it doesn't make sense because, one, you're not going to move infinite. And, two, if your plan is to support Battle Royale and a bigger, broader live service strategy that we know is being coded in Slip Space, how the hell do you move to Unreal? It just it doesn't happen, right. right? So now the rumor is Tatanka itself, along with future single-player Halo games or other experiences, Tatanka is going to be rethought and shifted to Unreal as oh, well. Wow. So it's, pr it's pretty much just a restart on everything. That's what it sounds like. Uh, I can't confirm like the Tatanka piece. In, but yeah. <laughs> James Gunn came in and took over Halo is what it sounds like. Yeah. So now, this is sad. The the last sure. comment, I'm sorry. This this is obviously sad because we expected Tatanka to be shown this year and to hopefully, in addition to Infinite's multiplayer offering, add the 
battle royale or, or large scale, whatever it looked mm -hmm. like, right? Large scale implementation and make this make infinite this broader multiplayer experience. Which, if all of this is true, there's no way Tatanka is shown this year. Yeah. So, oof. Oof. okay. So you know the only way this gets, <laughs> this is cool. So, man, uh, if they do switch to Unreal, Unreal is a pretty fantastic engine that a lot of Xbox studios and talent have experience with. And Halo is, it's not like you need to redesign what Halo is supposed to look like. You'll have to build it, but you don't have to rethink that element. It yeah. would be really cool if, while waiting for Halo Infinite's successor, uh, like the big, like whatever the next big one, like Halo 4, Halo yeah. 5, Halo Infinite, yeah. Halo 7, whatever it is. Me. Halo infinite or yeah, m more infinite. <laughs> um, infinity plus one. Uh, yeah. It'd be really cool as if you got in Unreal, like a small four-hour game, small yeah. four, like a Ground Zeroes four-hour Halo experience or a, a like ODST. an ODST. Exactly. Yeah. If you, why oh, do you like think I wore ODST. this? <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, like I wore my Kratos shirt. Um, if you were, like, if you did like an ODST a year until the big one. That'd be really cool, you know. Proof of concept. Agreed. Halo's not dead. Don't forget us. Um, hey, Luke and everybody else that spent tons of money on Halo Infinite stuff because you thought it'd be a platform for ten years. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. D Dan still has Anthem currency, so you'll never feel as bad as that. Um, now now, boys, watch this transition. This is pretty. This is going to be pretty sick because I'll have a chance to. Talk I hope here. it's still Halo because there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. Oh here. God, is there really? Down, there's really. Is there lot. really that much? I really it just really thought that was lot. it. No. All right, tell me what else happened in Halo Land. <laughs> well, a couple other things I can share, which I uh, talked about today. Um, well, it's so been a Jason sounds... Trier article in two weeks. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jason, man. I hope you're watching. So it sounds like. Um, some of the experimentation is picking up on on shifting to Unreal, and what I mean by that is, um, I heard that there is um, they are testing out starting to port Forge to Unreal, which mm. obviously doubles down on the idea that the future support for all things Halo is going to be an Unreal, right? Um, I also a couple people that I talked about that know more about development um, talked about uh, Unreal Five the suite of tools not being as limited as Unreal 4 was, especially as it relates to open world development, um, yeah. which obviously based on Infinite and maybe future titles, who the hell knows at this point, uh, is key, but it should have a role in Tatanka as well. So that, to your point, Luca Brown, um, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, there being more knowledgeable people, not just within XGS, right, Xbox Game Studios, but just in general, right in the industry about unreal because it's so yeah. widely used it hopefully you know it feels like they're kind of taking it on the chin now and just saying look we got to take our lumps in the short term so that we can be better in the long run um mm -hmm. and it feels like what they're what they're doing and i if you remember one of the key things we talked about as a possibility i put it at the end of my article as my tinfoil hat theory is that in the future as as 343 focuses on halo as an ip and multiplayer they'll bring more Xbox game studios into working on Halo 
um, this could tie up with that very nicely, right? Because you have the expertise across, especially uh, studios like Coalition, who are basically mm -hmm. Unreal Engine experts, right? Yeah. Um, along with some other studios that really know their stuff with Unreal, bring them on to help with Halo. Um, you know, it, it. there's a lot of converging information that a bunch of us behind the scenes are sharing. And it feels like it's all coming together to this kind of uh, culminating point. Um, okay. But the... The short term is clear. The short term is infinite is pretty much all that we're going to see this year out of Halo. So if you enjoy infinite, great. And you'll get more of what infinite is great. If you don't, sorry, but it's going to be a long time before you see something else. Uh, I hope, I think someone else in the chat said it, but at this point, right, we've got to hear from Pierre Hintz. We have mm -hmm. to hear from him. The head of 343 has to come out and make a statement. The statement last week that we got was nonsense. Oh, right. Come out was even a Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that was nonsense. Come on, that was damage control. Come out and really talk about the future of Halo. Uh, it yeah. doesn't have to be this week, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be tomorrow, but in the next month or two, I would say at least, you got to come out and really make an honest-to-fan to statement about Infinite, the future of Halo, what's being worked on, and what your priorities are. You just have to. This IP is too big. To, to not and let yeah. all this speculation i me sh i shouldn't be the one reporting fucking news on halo infinite give me a break oh, like I I, i'm not i'm no, not cussing in here damn it, it just doesn't make sense like i'm, I'm literally a small outlet just a halo player who happened to know some people talking about a halo infinite why is info coming from me it shouldn't be or even someone like jason schreier it shouldn't be it's, right it's not coming it, from it, you it's coming from jason schreier <laughs> but it, it shouldn't be coming from anyone else like gotcha. come on guys come on yeah. yeah it seems like there's just a lot of recalibration and restructuring at 343 as they try to find out or try to reconfigure halo's soul, <clears throat> soul. like two days ago uh right i think it was like two days ago like phil spencer came out in, in talking about the success of the last of us show yes i'm transitioning it's been 12 minutes guys let this topic die uh you know saying oh my god like the last of a show it's it's great because the you know one of the showrunners is literally the guy that made the game that's why it's so successful because they understand the formula because the team at naughty dog is a part of this formula and then two days afterwards was it kiki wolfkill who was transmedia at 343 uh has found another position somewhere else so it just feel it, it feels like halo in and of itself is just it's it's in that transitional period. Unfortunately, this one didn't hit. You got to work with what you have for the time being while you're thinking about the long-term future of the brand, which sucks, the nice but it is what it is. Oh, my God, Luke, what? Well, just say the nice <laughs> thing is Infinite's a miss, but it's very playable. It's very fun. There's a lot to enjoy. Yeah. Yes. So, like, if that's our miss, could be a lot worse, boys. Sure. No, I mean, Infinite's... We've talked about it countless times, right? Infinite is a great game. It needs more content. It needs it more delivered more quickly. And it feels like that's what they're doing for this year. So if they can actually accomplish that and hit these three-month seasons with extra maps and changes, blah, 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 everything we've said a million times, then Infinite will be fine in the short term. But we need to understand if we're not getting campaign DLC, if they're switching engines, which is a big undertaking, if they're they fired a big portion of their staff we need to understand what that vision is and and the stuff that phil spencer and pierre have told us in the past two weeks in terms of statements have been utterly meaningless they've just been they've been Words. pr statements yeah, yeah. so but, uh right. about the halo sh sorry you said yeah. about kiki wolfkill 
yeah. the show, right? So yeah. Wolfkill and Frank O'Connor, by the way, now both show as Microsoft employees. Um, not three, four, three for a while though, hasn't he? Yeah, since I think third quarter, something like that. Um, it, maybe last year. I don't remember exactly. Um, but we know the showrunners for Halo season two are are different than the first season. But how do you dig out of this mess? And, and when I say mess, I'm talking about our opinion. Like again, I have to reiterate it financially and viewership wise, it was a big success, whether we like it or not. You killed so, Juan Ha in the first minute. <laughs> okay uh kwan ha dies off the execution yeah uh chief wakes up and it, cortana was running a simulation she can never control his body that's not a thing uh and uh th- that's that's what happens everything that happened in the first season deviation like deviating from the plot has to be has to make sense i like what actually craig mazin and um and neil Druckmann said it's like it has to be better if we're deviating, it has to be better than the original idea. And so, like, you know, now transitioning into the, the last of us show as kind of like a gut check. Oh, no, we're done talking about Halo. It's we're done. It's over. Give up. All right. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, boy, you guys, you like to talk about this thing. Um, <laughs> I, I want I just would like to do a gut check on how. Oh, let let me guess. He's moving to something show. PlayStation related. Here yes, we go. Because it's about time that I can start talking. Um. But I, I want to know, like, your gut check so far, because it's been, like, two episodes since. How, what, what is The Last of Us show doing that Halo isn't doing? And what can, you know, showrunners in the future that have IP that people love from gaming kind of take from what Craig's doing over there with The Last of Us show? Luke, I'll give it to you. Ains okay. had 12 minutes to talk. I said three. <laughs> and he took advantage of that um, <laughs> four times over. So I, I have a really, I think, unique relationship with The Last of Us compared to a lot of the people in our podcast community that are going to be enjoying the show in that I don't really enjoy the games. I can respect them for what they are, but I don't like them. I don't enjoy playing them. What's wrong, Ains? Um, So I sat down with my wife and my mother-in-law. We watched the first episode. From that moment, super enjoyable. Really enjoyed the quality. It's evident from the get-go. Um it it's funny because it's like a beat for beat remake of the last of us until episode three and i will not spoil anything don't misunderstand me but it was great because my wife was saying oh my gosh i really like this character and i'm like yeah that's great tell me about <laughs> tess you know like yeah like you know and so fun moments uh, of that but like my wife is able to enjoy it as a non-gamer non-interest this is just a great show it's kind of like the mandalorian you don't need to like star wars to appreciate the show you don't need to like video games or no playstation or ever even heard of the last of us to look at this and say this has been had love quality and time poured into it to give us the best product possible you can't do that with a lot of video game adaptations resident evil uh, and halo top of my mind on that one just can't you just can't you look at edge runners uh, you look at parts of the witcher show and you're like all right cool Um, but but the last of us i think has always been in the gaming space a little bit up its own ass mm-hmm. but as a show i think it works far better the medium is more appropriate there's more allowance for certain moments to slow down because you don't need to interact you just need to watch you don't need to be a part of and for me that works better for others i'm sure it does not but as a non uh, last of us fan i could not be more thrilled 
by this show. Um, Joe, do you want me to talk about my episode three experience or hold on? I mean, episode? yeah, because again, like you're not a, to me, Luke, you're the guy that's like, just show me the, 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 you know, the bar room brawl. Like you're like, this was not violent or like action packed in the slightest. This was just, mm-hmm. this, this was it, a love story. Yeah. You know? In most video games, I want the bar room brawl. I want to play. I just want to be brain off. And, and like there's times where I'll turn my brain on and really go in, but but it's rare, right? I don't usually yeah. want to get cerebral in my gaming space. The Last of Us show is cerebral. It's heavy. It's painful. Without tr- joking or trying to be inflammatory or anything, my wife saw me cry for the first time like an absolute baby. I haven't cried that hard in 10 years. It was like Kyle Stevenson looking at the color blue. Oh, I mean, I, that's I, uh, my co-host. You want to fight? <laughs> but fight but you I, right here. I love me some Kyle. Um, but like, I, I, I want to hear something hilarious. He was playing Dead Space. He literally texted me. He's like, "You're a real goddamn sicko." And I'm like, "What, what, what the <laughs> fuck did I do?" He's like, "This game is terrifying." <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah, I don't think it's terrifying. It's awesome. It's like I'm a baby back bitch. This is this is the this this is like, and he just like he just got into Resident Evil. He loves them. Nice. But oh, like, dude, what like a time, and 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 now he's like, this is the game that broke me. I don't know how far I could go. <laughs> Man, okay, shout out to Kyle because that's great. I love hearing yeah. that because he's in a time. He's in a great time to become a horror. Oh yeah, for gaming. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, continue. So so episode three truly broke me. I have not cried that hard in <clears> ten <throat> years. The writing, the presentation, True. the uncomfortable elements of that episode, all pushed me to an emotional level. And I, I know I, I have been sleeping well. Maybe I was tired, whatever it was. Sure. It let me break a barrier in my mind that like, guys, I never want to play last of us again, but I do, but I don't, I don't, I think it's like, I love Joel. I've never liked Ellie. I don't like her in the <laughs> show either. And like as a character, not the, I know, not the, I know he sucks, dude. I, I don't, don't like the, the sure. I don't know what it is, but I like well, Joel, right? You hate kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, optimism um, in the face of adversity. I get it. Yeah, sure. Right. I don't know how to describe it, but this show, guys, I, I just got so emotional. I'm still feeling it. It was powerful, and I think the actors were perfectly chosen for those roles. Yeah. Uh, the story was well-written. It just it did something for me that I was not expecting it to, and I just want The Last of Us as a show. I don't know if our chats... I haven't been able to watch, but I just... Yeah. Guys, it, it truly got me i wish i had better words and it just that's awesome it broke me i i'm so proud of people that made it yeah. so happy for you last of us people because like if this was something i had adored prior to i'd be weeping tears of joy at how much quality yeah. is there so like as the gamer in the room like uh in the household rather like oh, i'm loving I like it. what i know because you guys are fans, <laughs> you, know? you just buy these statues to show them off um but like you know in, in my house like my mom literally at the at the museum scene she's like how many are there <laughs> like, like i was able to like parse together some of the <laughs> things of just like yeah you're you're nailing this scene and seeing how they they deviate from the plot in slight ways mm-hmm. um to just full on this is we're just giving you something different because you know yeah you as much as i love bill's town that can't translate into an action a, a show like how are you go, how are you throwing monologue in a 45 minute like 
you know, I'm taking down all these clickers with ease upside down, you know, all that stuff. You can't. So, you know, I'm loving it so far in all the ways that, you know, the things that it's given me, the Easter eggs it's giving me and in the choices of where they decide to take certain things. And every single one of my, you know, my family members are, are on board with it. They love it. My brother is similar like you, Luke. He's not like a shower of emotions very often, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that last episode broke him because my brother is a caretaker for his wife. And so like when, you know, Bill's cutting up Frank's food, my brother just cried. He's like, I stopped. I saw my mother, my father, emotional. My father's the most stoic man. I saw his eyes just get a little watery because it's just like, that's a fear that you have, you know, when growing old together, that eventually, uh, eventual day. So, like, it's just, it it resonated with a lot of people in the house more than me because I'm going to die alone and I've I've come to grips with it. So, like, though episode three didn't hit for me the way that it hit for the majority of folks out there. I still think it was a fantastic piece of television and I feel like they're nailing my favorite character of the last of us. And just probably fiction is just Ellie. Like she's owning that role. She's doing so good. Uh, even like, you know, my best friend who is very skeptical of Bella Ramsey, just like you are Luke um, just midway through. She's like, Oh my God, she's crushing it. <laughs> you know, I bet, big forehead I bet, aside, she's crushing it. She is crushing it. She's doing a fantastic job. Everyone on that show is doing a fantastic job. I, I'm Bella Ramsey, genuinely impressed. Uh, hats off to her. The, the, I bet Joe, this, I, I'm not, I don't mean this is just a brother. Just saying. Once you fall in love and find that partner that, that is your person, I bet you moments like this show will hit harder. Joe Ains, why are right, you fucking right. laughing at me, yeah, man? I, know, right? I was holding back the chuckles. Are you, I'm being just <laughs> this was the transition I never expected. I did. I had no idea where you were going, and it just you took that turn. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. I'm just. Okay. I didn't expect oh. that. I was like, man, Ains, you cold. Like when you're like. <laughs> my, so my wife's in. This is a good. Maybe this is why, boys. Maybe this is it. Mm. My wife just had major shoulder surgery. Yeah. I've been doing everything for her the past few weeks, whether it was cutting <clears> food. <throat> Whether it was helping, you know, clean, whether it was helping just li- just stuff like human stuff. And so in those moments where you see Bill take care of his partner, cut the meat for for, for them and, and take them around the town and show them yeah. wonderful moments. And I'm trying to be vague. Sure. Damn, like that just feels. And I bet, I bet, Joe, that when you look at parents, Ains, I apologize. Mm. Uh, roll it back because like for for me i have uh, like i take care of someone uh, at my job so like i understand that element of like i never understood like a oh i'll take a bullet for for this kid like as a teacher you're like these are my kids i'll take a bullet for them i never understood that until i actually started taking care of like someone on the spectrum i'm like oh they need me they depend on me on this type of level and like just like them doing simple like their smile i'm just like i i i'd kill for that that's that's the best thing ever so like yeah i i I totally get in that regard yeah episode three did things for me emotionally where like i was getting sad i was like oh am i about to cry but it never happened i was just like i can i could sit back and go yeah that was a that was an excellent you know thing of television aids i want to know what you think bud 
Uh, what have you um, thought of the last of a show? I know you guys far. have been talking for a while here. Um, now so you the, know how the, it feels. Well, I was going to say, so the thing about the Unreal Engine, back. right? The thing about Unreal Engine is that... No, I'm kidding. Son of a um, bitch. I, I, um, I, I love the show so far. Uh, I think it has been a fantastic production. I think it is... Um, it is evident that when you have someone as talented as Craig Mazin involved and knowing what lands on a TV screen um, and how to deliver a show properly, as he showed with Chernobyl, um, the transition has just been excellent. Uh, I don't have a lot to add that you guys didn't add. Episode three was a, was a shift, right? Obviously a huge transition away from the game. I do, as much as I enjoyed it, um, I do wish that we got to see, and I don't know how they would have done it. I'm just saying I do miss that we didn't get to see any of the banter between like Ellie and Bill when that you get in the game, right? Because Ellie's the, the smart-mouthed, sarcastic kid at this point in the journey. And I think what the setup that the game did in that situation in Billstown was really cool. So I did miss that. But I, I think what they did with the episode was heartfelt. You guys kind of already said it. And I'm I had a... I had a story to tell of what I said to my wife because I've been watching it with my wife and my mom as well, uh, who both, like I said before, don't game, don't know anything about it. My, they're, they're both loving it. My wife really likes it. Um, and I, I said something to her during the episode, but if I told you what I said to get my point across, it would kind of be a spoiler, so I don't want to do that um, for anyone who hasn't watched the show or watched the episode yet. But yeah, it was extremely well done. And if you watch... Uh, by the way, if you didn't know, they have like a three to five minute inside the show that you can watch for each episode, which is really good. So make sure you're watching those. And then mm-hmm. they also, te- yeah, you go click on the episode and then it'll show you extra things. And they do like a, uh, it's like a couple quick interviews, Neil Druckmann, Craig Mazin, et cetera, and how they did certain shots. Um, so that's really neat. And then they tease next week. And next week um, you see the scenes, which I was hoping they would get to from the game. And I told my wife and mom, I was like, all right, next week. Like, I realized this was slow, even though it was supposed to be slow this week. Uh, next week, you know, it kind of picks up on where Ellie and Joel and the story of their journey together. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pumped. I love it. I love it. One of the things. Um, go ahead. I would say one of the things that's unique about The Last of Us is, depending on the experiences, positive and negative, you had in your life it carries extra weight. If you've lost someone, if you lost a, a someone of any kind, it's, it's one of those, it carries a weight with you. <sighs> and that's true of a lot of things, but the last of us, the way it's written, I think does a good job of that. Yeah. Last of us one part of, um, so not the self plug here, but I, I genuinely believe it's one of the best things we've ever created at season gaming is we did like a 17 minute retrospective on the greatest games ever made. And we did a video on the last of us uh, called examining the classics. And I basically break down that game in every section of it. Um, uh, and I wrote it first as an article and then we turned it into a video. And part of why the last of us, the original one sits with me so heavily is is Joel's journey, well, both Joel and Ellie's journey through that game, both emotionally and kind of mentally, and and where it ends and why the decision at the end of the game that we all know was so important. And I think that if you have lived through certain things in your life and you have experienced certain things and you have family, have kids, what have you, right, people that are truly meaningful to you, the weight of that game really hit hard. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I've appreciated that ever since I first played it in 2013. And that's why it's always been one of my absolute favorites. Uh, it's also why I don't like two as much, but we're not going to go down that route today. Um, but I think the show so far is doing a really good job of capturing that. So it's good stuff. Uh, we got a super chat we need to get to that's been sitting for a while, by the way. Oh, okay. I mean, I totally missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tao uh, in the house here. So Tao $5 Super Chat says, cast co-op back at it again. Ains, Vampy, Luke, and Joe. Take care, guys, and hit that like button. XEP, Trophy Room, and Big Cast, keep it up. Tao, always a big supporter, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. You're on mute, Joe. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, Luke, good job upgrading the camera. Uh, but Thank you don't you. think it 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 it, high, it muffles the red. We still see it. We still see it. Yeah. We're all well. And, and you can at least move the coffin behind you, so we don't have to look exactly. at it. Exactly. Come on. You mean the PS Five? Yeah. The, the <laughs> it's big. It's big. It's big. <laughs> Hollowed it out. Well played, it's sir. Big well played. It's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Tal, thank um, you, man. Can I talk about why I have a new camera? Is that okay to do? How or dare you? Maybe On later. this show, we'll, 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 we'll talk Fine. about later. Uh, you um, want to segue us or you want me to segue, Luke? I don't care. Go ahead, man. You're, you're doing great segues. All right. Okay, good, good, good. Because I keep thinking of them like this is way too good to pass up. So, guys, I got I got a question then. What is E3's purpose? You know? Because we got PlayStation left. Oh, my God. Nintendo ain't going to be there. Oh, my goodness. And now Xbox is not going to be there. Oh, wowee. Uh, IGN broke this news, I think, late last night. I don't know if this is going to be a big topic, but I'd, li- I'd like to know your thoughts on well, what's happening. I think the, the big news, yeah, the big news here based, because remember, we haven't had an in-person E3 since 2019, right? So the big news here really is, is just Nintendo. Uh, the, the other two weren't news. My camera froze again. What the hell's going Come on tonight? On, I think I, I think I hit the cable. Um, but in 2019, and I and I, if I recall correctly, 20. Uh, no, they it's PlayStation was there. Anyway, 2019. Um, so uh, Xbox, how it works is they have the Microsoft Theater, which is right across the street. Um, so they essentially do it to where if you are part of E3, you can walk across the street with your E3 badge and get in over there and they have their own setup. So it sounds like they may do that same thing this year. Um, I think I saw a post earlier today saying someone Xbox has confirmed that that's what they're doing. So Xbox is no different. PlayStation wasn't there in 2019. We've all talked about that in the past. They weren't part of E3 anyway. That's not different. So really, the big news here is Nintendo, because Nintendo took up about half a hall uh, at the uh, convention center. They had a big presence there, and they used to do Treehouse Live from E3, et cetera, et cetera. So if in the hall itself, there's no none of the big three, because Xbox across the street, Nintendo, PlayStation aren't there then that kind of goes along with what is Reed Pop going to do from a fan perspective? Because what they've talked about, right, is this is going to be a fan-based show. So it probably means you're going to see more third-party publishers because the big ones are always there, Ubisoft, Bandai, Namco, right. EA. Well, EA's not even there. They do EA Play. That's a whole other discussion. Um, but I would assume that they're going to bring in more third-party and they're going to bring in kind of smaller hardware and indie developers um, to kind of fill that. But I don't know. And then and then Jeff Keighley comes out and says yeah. Summer Games Fest will be live at the YouTube Theater. Where the hell is that, by the way? I didn't even look it up. Can the YouTube gross. Theater on June 8th. So I saw Tinsley I PR. It's at the stadium headquarters. Oh. 
<laughs> I saw Tinsley said, well, now you have June 8th, you have a couple days for like media for E3, and then you have the fan event for E3. So it's like it's like a week and a half now, but no one knows what's actually happening during that week and a half. It's 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 really messy. Yeah, it, it seems like E3 is just gonna be, you know, PAX. Because what you literally just described yes. is PAX East. Yeah. Like you got so you know you got the big brands you know and then all a whole bunch of strange stuff in the middle and that's what you know i love packs for that uh it just it seems like e3 is transitioning into something again different and um not to say outdated at all but it's just it's it's becoming a smaller piece of what used to be the center of you know big game announcements it's just this is now what it's transitioned into becoming is this this smaller show that yeah there'll be announcements but they're you know everybody's off just doing their own thing it looks like because yeah when everybody's like playstation and nintendo left i'm like playstation's been gone and i i understand from nintendo's perspective because knock on wood hopefully by the time e3's out zelda's already out so like you don't need to make a big push for it because it's already it's already there so what are you going to push um and as for xbox it's it's just strange because you know, a year or two ago, they made such a big deal of how important E3 is to them. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of. But even then, what you describe is what it's been for the longest time. So to me, not a bummer in the slightest. This is just what's happening. We're, we're going into a more digital route. And that's why I hope when we, you know, just to pivot back to for a second, where we do those Xbox developer directs, that they are more personable because I think that's what we're truly missing as fans from these experiences. Isn't just the crowds. It's the developers talking, um, sharing that, that passion or that shared passion being, you know, uh, being shared with you. Like it's, it's important. So I hope, I hope we get more of that personality in these directs to come, but E3 is just what it is. It's not going to die. It's just going to be less relevant. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Luke, he's on mute. It's, I'm, I'm, I, no, I'm oh. not muted. I'm just, oh. uh, I'm, I didn't mean for the pregnant pause. It's just, it suck. It, it's strange because for so many years we've gone back and forth. How relevant is E3? How many shows were made by content creators, including us? Like, is E3 relevant? Do we still need it? Is this that the other? Um, and Xbox did make a big show of how you know E3 is important. We're going to be there. But I got to tell you, man, I'm really hoping that XEP earns a place to get an invite to Xbox Fan Fest. I could not care less if I go to E3. And I think that is telling, right? I think that is telling uh, of something. Now, would I eat my words or and, and change my opinion? Absolutely. But right now, it's like, what's the point of E3 now? What is it there for? Why, why are... We go in there. Is it to spotlight indies? Because there are better ways to do that. Is it for third-party developers to showcase their games? Because there are better ways to do that. The direct formula and the fan fest type things. I think PlayStation. I forget what PlayStation calls it. Um, State of place. That's what you're talking. No, when they when they welcome fans into their oh PlayStation experience. Yeah, fan fest and PlayStation experience. There's a place for those, and there are a place for directs and and. Uh, those types of like pre-recorded things, but no, you don't need E3. Why spend the money anymore? Why spend the money anymore? Particularly when there are so many 
high caliber content creators or content creator organizations think kind of funny that will do their own spotlights, their own shows. When you've got IGN, that's going to want to do their own show. When you've got, why go? Why go to the buildings and spend millions of dollars on booths? I'll go for a fan event where I can meet you guys and hug you guys and hang out and play games and meet developers and uh, celebrate versus stand in line for four hours to maybe play a game to, to that maybe I might play not enjoy. Yeah, right. It's not and, a communal event. To, and, and to think about that, I think the, the, the benefit is that now that there are so many shows to highlight a game, there's more opportunities for devs to get out there. Like, you know, we brought up Kyle before, but like what he's doing with six, one indie right now with their little mini indie showcase, like they had, I think it's over 300 developers submit for their showcase. Like there are, there are developers that are, that are chomping at the bit to, to be revealed or, or you know, um, have, have like a, a velvet rope for them or whatever mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Red curtain. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think that's, I think that's important. And I think if we just highlight the, Oh, we're losing this and I'm losing my childhood. It's like, okay, we could get depressing there or, we can say, hey, how awesome is it that more indies, more games get highlighted because there's now just more shows that exist. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's what Read Pop, because we don't, we know what they've said so far, but we don't know the definitive plans or what it looks like. It's their first year doing this. And to your point, Joe, they do do packs. Um, so there's kind yeah, of a template there of a, of a fan base show, right? And we always talk about, hey, there's so many new developers, there's so many games coming out. Um, maybe it's a mistake and I'm just literally this is coming to the top of my head now. So tell me if I'm crazy, but maybe it's a mistake for us to put so much weight on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, right? Mm. They're so big and they, they obviously can do their own show whenever the hell they want and everyone will tune in, right? Maybe it's better for these shows to be a, an industry gathering in-person gathering where we can highlight double a and single a developers and games and outlets, I mean, I'll shout out for all three of us, right? Give us a chance to kind of get some spotlight and highlight some people and, and build some relationships with developers and publishers that we normally wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way, um, you know, a good way forward. And I've yeah. just to double down on that, too, I have heard from Travis, from some of the people at IGN, that one of the biggest things they miss about E3 is, is kind of in that line in that it's not so much about all the gaming news being in one week like it, it when we grew up, right? That's not the focus. It's that it is a lot of the core industry people coming together and being in the same place and, and having those friendships and the, the back alley conversations and you know all these other things about just getting together. There's a camaraderie there. And I think that yeah. that's important to some degree. And I, I was lucky enough to get the experience of that experienced that twice in 2018 2019 and it is special i had a great time and it didn't even matter that well i would have loved for playstation to be there right but it didn't completely destroy the experience that they weren't and i think there's still a lot to be had and a lot of content and good things that we can celebrate without focusing on just the big three fair enough fair enough i like it uh Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One thing. Um, a couple of people in the chat said the YouTube theater is in Inglewood. Um, Giselle said it's 10 miles south of MS Theater. So what most people do in that area, because you're not driving around there, is, you know, you. I would assume that what they plan for people to do is to stay in hotels or Airbnbs in that area, right? And then you're going to 
they're probably going to expect content creators or people like us covering to on June 8th, Uber over to, uh, to the YouTube theater for whoever gets invites, right. To cover that. And then in the coming days, support E3 and make it like a week long event. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that shapes out. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Luke, what were you going to say? Uh, just the idea that the chance to network is really important, especially for small creators. Um, mm-hmm. I think the idea of getting to be in the room with brass or getting a chance to meet some of the, the higher profile, higher tier people, that is an important moment. But are you going to do that if you're there to watch Skate 3? Or are you going to do that if you're there to see uh, Assassin's Creed something or another? I don't know, but if you're there t- to see the next yeah. PlayStation game or the next Xbox game, I think it's different. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. I don't, and I, I don't know that I have a point other than note that, you know, but I don't yeah. think I have a thesis in, in, in that thought process. I don't think any of us knows what this truly looks like, right? At this point in time, with a E3 coming back, a first ever in person Summer Game Fest event. Um, and what that looks like in 2023. I think it's going to be really interesting. And by now, normally in 2018, 2019, by this point in time, I had already booked my flight and hotel. Um, I haven't yet because I don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know what is most important to try and cover, what I'm going to get invited to, what's going to be easy to get into or not into. I have no mm-hmm. idea. And I, I wish they would come out sooner rather than later and kind of give some ideas because uh hotels and airbnbs book up really quickly in that area um and it can Mm -hmm. be really problematic to try and get in there and cover stuff if you don't book it early big time yeah you know what is though really easy to book in to get right now if you wanted it ains my boy here he goes Uh transition Uh god this is good i'm on it i'm i'm really on it you know uh the psvr2 boys what's going on no one wants it or they're not making enough what's happening okay so good question good question so apparently uh disappointing pre-order numbers so their target was two million of these to be shipped out apparently rumor has it speculation if if jason schreier got this information two weeks ago or not but he's revealed it that um they have cut production by about half um it's six hundred thousand rather than what people have been suggesting straight down the middle million um so a bigger bigger figure than 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 you know they would like and that playstation is kind of they're not pushing it because not to say that they don't believe in it but they don't think the tech's there yet so they just want to have this piece of tech out there in in the waiting so that they don't get steam decked where you know they killed off the vita they didn't have anything handheld wise the switch comes along then the steam deck comes along and they don't have anything um to make a very long story short so they have something there to kind of uh appease the the vr crowd but it's really not meant to break through the mainstream of this in in the slightest now it's a dumb approach it's a dumb, really stupid approach now playstation has refuted those claims and said that they have not cut production in the slightest but i would be remiss to say that they haven't made massive mistakes already pushing this this piece of hardware out um you know it it's uh, it's idiotic to say oh we're going to put out a $550 piece of tech which isn't dumb i mean listen it's 
impressive tech from what everybody's saying. It's really awesome VR gear. But to have it released through a blog post, to have your launch lineup be mostly that of, you know, remastered or, you know, ported upward uh, PSVR 1 games that have backwards compatibility be in limbo for many games and just non-existent for others. Um, it's been a mess and all that just through blog posts. It's really infuriating. And at the same exact time, the only place that you can order this thing is through their store. You can't go to a Best Buy. You can't go to a GameStop. You can only get it through PlayStation Direct. It's infuriating. And I don't, I don't know. It, it, part of me, I've taken crazy pills for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> are they killing this thing to kill the Activision Blizzard deal? Like, part of me is like, because it's so stupid, you know, like how the Activision does. Like, look, they, they look at episode three of Last of Us, really popular. Xbox don't make that, and neither do us. That's why we need each other. Like, <laughs> like that type of like stupid, dumb, dumb logic. I don't know why, but it does seem like they're just letting this thing out to die. And it's it's aggravating because we, I, I want I think that the, the the tech's awesome, I think the games on it look great. I want those developers that poured their time, their their you know their energy into this project to be met by by the same with their their partner. And it just does not seem like that's the case. And that's what gets me so incredibly frustrated. I don't know, Ains, you. you <laughs> Uh, I, breathe, I baby, breathe, baby. <laughs> I unpacked a lot there. You saw how I did though. You, know, <laughs> you, you nailed notes. it, man, because I think you literally covered pretty much all of my same thoughts. I was just saying in the chat that it's a really weird place to be because I'm pumped for it. I have my pre-order in. I'm very excited for this to come. Um, we hear that call of the mountain, the people I know who have played it or, or read, I not know, but read their previews of it. They've said it's absolutely incredible. It's one of the best and most impressive VR games they've played. Uh, we know that it is bringing updates to a lot of popular VR games that are out there already on the quest and, and index and things and the vibe. Um, it is for the tech it is reasonably priced. Uh, it is very advanced tech for the price. You have a PlayStation 5 console that has over 20 million units sold. So the install base, obviously it's not PC, but from a console perspective, the PS5 is doing extremely well and it has a very positive uh, reputation, right? There's a lot of positives for this. And then on the flip side, you have all the obvious things, right? $550 on top of a $500 PS5 is, is a big ask in the console market. You have... Um, availability to your point it's only through playstation direct you have the seemingly inexplicable lack of marketing for this thing like i know when we talked months ago we were like they will absolutely i mean you we were both like definitive on this they will absolutely have a psvr2 state of play before the unit launches because you got to get people hyped for it right they haven't done shit um a playstation blog post is not going to do it um, like it's embarrassing yeah it's 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 weird and odd and frustrating and it's a number of things all at once and i think you covered that well already i'm just rehashing at this point um but it it just doesn't make sense and to the first point because i talked to travis about this earlier today who kind of said similar things not from his point of view but from people he's talking to about playstation wants to have this out there 
as a, a nice piece of hardware that they can support, but they're not like fully invested. And when the hell has that ever succeeded in the gaming industry? Don't even it doesn't. That then. It doesn't. I, it never I've, succeeds. You, you have to take the risk and the gamble fully yeah. and then hope it hits. And it might not, yeah. but it's a mess. To me, it feels like this was like a, one of the remnants from the Andrew House era coming into, or, or sorry, the Sean Layden era coming into the the lion, Ryan, crying Jimbo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Whatever lame <laughs> rhyme we're, we're, we're hashtagging here. Um, where it's just like, I, he he probably just wants to focus on the triple the a gems right uh and and sees this tech going okay well we've already invested this much into it so let's let's put some something behind it and have it here you know the recession's hitting so hopefully it, it grows over time but yeah it seems like they're not truly invested in it and it sucks because they're asking you to invest in it while they're just toying around with the idea and i i think that's silly what, what say you luke as someone not into VR, not into virtual reality, you hate PlayStation. You you say it every week how they're dead. Is this thing the next Vita? Should I pull so my pre-order? That's, a, that's all XCP not. is. Is talking about how PlayStation's dead. It's all it is. Sure. Yeah, I definitely don't praise PlayStation regularly on that show ever, right. <laughs> or my Twitter feed. Never. Um, it is the next Vita. I think it is yeah. the next Vita. Um, I think it is the next Vita. And let me say that as somebody who had thousands of hours on his Vita, I loved that system. I had a pearl white one. I thought it was beautiful. I gamed on that thing all the time. Um, from Unit 13 in the beginning to some of the great... Dude, Vita's incredible. End. It's incredible. Yeah, I loved it. And I think, that's what's gonna, I, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen with... Uh, with with PSVR 2, man, I think it's going to be incredible. I think the people that know are going to know, and it's not going to have mass appeal. Like, if the reports of its numbers being under-delivered, it's like, well, yeah, no no kidding. You're at PS3 era arrogance uh, for people to afford this thing. Like, you you are. Like, I will never pretend that, that expensive tech isn't worth the money, but I will always acknowledge that, like, People don't have money right now. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have money for the longest time. I couldn't have afforded a PS3 and I sold plasma to get my Xbox 360. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sometimes that, that God, I don't want to know what else you sold to get. PS3. <laughs> <laughs> That's not worth anything. Uh, no, ask her. She, she, there's a reason you didn't go to college. Um, oh, oh, okay. But, but, but really and truly, like that, that tech is too expensive to be mass adopted. Um, and mass adoption is what you need with, with hardware so you can make money on your software. That's the entire business model of, of, of console gaming. And even that model is changing as they adopt cloud. I don't know if it, like, I don't mean to segue accidentally, but like, you got if anyone's been watching the xbox cloud engineers on twitter lately people that have been making <laughs> custom controls for these games age of empires controls great on yeah. cloud on yeah, mobile yeah. um they've been developing there's money and time and effort poured into a new method of interface with games and it doesn't require expensive hardware it's like two directions away from consoles and and i don't know that this one's going to be successful 
And I'll tell you right now, boys, Xbox puts one out and I get an Xbox ecosystem or I'm playing Halo in VR or Gears in VR in a heartbeat. If I'm playing Halo Wars in VR and I can manipulate and move, cool. But like, wait, wait. It's it's such a niche thing. I, I I love the enthusiasm, and you know I'm right there with you. But we just need them to be able to make a Halo game. Period. At this point, so let's slow down. Put the Age of Empires team on them, you know. But but you're right. But like my point is, I get it, man. If you're an enthusiast and you got the money, dude, I'd be in in a heartbeat. Oh, yes, yes. If I lived and breathed PlayStation, yeah. You tell me Horizon in VR and it's different than the game. Yes. Oh, it looks fantastic. Um, but yeah. why is it the only thing you have? I get Gran Turismo 7 in VR. Trust me. All about that too. But it feels like if you were truly invested in this, you would have more first party working on it. And maybe you do behind the scenes. But yeah. if you are, why haven't you talked about it? Yep. Why haven't it goes with my deeper frustration of just with PlayStation. So y'all like, oh, it's been slow for Xbox. Guys, they haven't had a showcase in over a year now. Like they don't talk. Wait, is that true? Us. I thought they had one in like August or September, didn't they? They they had a state of play. I'm talking about like a showcase. Oh, yes, you didn't get a showcase, but you got Horizon, Grand Turismo Seven, Last of Us remake, yeah. God of War Ragnarok. There's one other one. Wasn't stray. Yeah. There's one more. No, they they kind of stray as it. Yeah. Yeah, Horizon. You had. Uh, Gran Turismo, Stray is Last of Us remake, Last of Us remake, remake and Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I mean, you had a hell of a year. I mean, it was a great year, but you know, know, all PlayStation is is GT Horizon and God of War. No, Rise remakes (laughs) made a whole lot of games that couldn't beat Elden Ring. That's right. Uh, (laughs) That sold really well, but like, yeah, my it, it goes with the frustration with PlayStation of late is that it's not even like they're arrogant to me it's just like they're not even communicative uh communicative i can't pronounce words anymore guys they don't talk to me no more gosh darn it um and that's the thing that that is annoying me and as you, y'all you know probably listened to to the trophy room you know as, a few months ago like it's you're hearing it in our voice we're just less optimistic we're just lucky <laughs> if we get anything at this point um, and it's sad. It's, it's, you know, I put out a tweet yesterday. I'm just like, Hey, if you're a dev, come on the show. And, you know, we have a lot of conversations with, 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 you know, devs in the VR space. Cause we want to spotlight them. You know, we want them to sell their, their games to you, sell their wares to you, you know, talk about the passion, what we talked about earlier. And it just doesn't seem like it's there with playstation and that that sucks because yeah even ps1 like or psvr1 there was a ton of games that launched coming from playstation as well so i i don't know what it is now with them that they're so timid but i understand that they're, they're gonna sell you less i mean the recession's hitting everybody really hard it's probably all Joe Biden's fault. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> uh, <but> like, <laughs> I'll, I eggs are, are the cost of gold. Gold is the cost of eggs. Everything's crazy. <laughs> so, like to me, it's it's you know I, I expect the forecast to be lighter than they originally thought, but to see them not even be nearly as interested in it is yeah. shocking. I, I need to call out. We got an amazing comment here. Infusion sixty four says. 
PS4 was long hair Metallica. PS5 is short hair Metallica. That's just amazing. That's that's a great analogy. I'll but but it, understand that reference. I, I think it. Uh, I don't know when you look at it, it's Joe. How do I even start my thought process here? PlayStation just seems to be in a really weird place because PS5 is selling incredibly well. Incredibly well. Uh, yeah. Their game releases have been on point, right? And they've been very highly critically rated releases. We've talked about that. They just delivered their version of the Elite Controller, and by all accounts, it seems to be excellently made. You know, We've got it right here in front of us. Um, PSVR 2, from a tech perspective, looks incredible. And yet... There's, we've talked about this, right? There's a lot of aspects of PlayStation right now from a just a feel. They don't feel like that fan-friendly company that you just want to hang out with like they did in the PS2 and PS4 eras. It feels, to Luke's point, like they're back in the PS3 era. And that's not a good feeling. Like it, it's, it's just a, it's a weird thing right now. I don't know. They feel it, very it, corporate. Very, yeah, they, very corporate. I think I said on the trophy room a few weeks back, it's like they're very corporate cane right now. That's a reference mm-hmm. that people will understand. Um, and it, it and it is the this is the Jim Ryan era, and as successful as they are, it feels like the less the, the least fun era to be in. Because even like the PS3 era, for all its faults, you saw a company try its best to go back into the good graces of gamers and earn the the love and admiration again after they were big dumb dumb idiots for the first year or two right (laughs) and for this one it's just like they're just scared to talk to me like i i feel like they're so timid it 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 feels like not that we're like quote unquote losing but it, it feels like they're just so intimidated by the competition which is microsoft like all we're hearing about Jim Ryan doing is flying to Brussels and trying to convince people that this <laughs> deal is so scary. And that's why like, like a part of me is like, are they just killing this thing to show that, Hey, look at, we can't do it nearly as well as Microsoft can. Like, is it that stupid corporate? <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it's just, it just makes me bummed <laughs> because yeah. even in the PS3 era, there were awesome games that were different unique that look different like when i look at hi-fi rush i look at some of the games that xbox is doing they're weird you know and, and to me they're I, fun I, you know, they're different they're, yeah pentiment you know a, a lot of people equated like oh it's this is dreamcast like no i i think this is ps3 like you look at pentiment i think a puppeteer right like puppeteer you, was like, great yeah you know to me I, I i look at a high five rush and i'm like oh my god that looks and it's cool that the way it was even announced and just shadow dropped. It was just like, this feels different. This feels nice. It feels like we're celebrating something together. And that's what I want PlayStation to do so it's, damn much. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then the reverse, we, we've all been complaining. Well, not all, but complaining about Xbox's 2022. And they've, Phil did the interview with IGN, what, a couple days ago or end of last week? Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, and, and Phil's very... He speaks extremely well. I've said this before. Um, he's very direct, but he's also very, his words are very carefully chosen. But he did acknowledge 2022 was a letdown and, you know, they need to do better. And we've heard that before, but we are seeing the signs that they are, right? We just talked about earlier in the show. Hi Fi Rush is amazing. Shadow Drop. We got a, a fantastic developer direct. We have hard release dates for big games. Whether you like Minecraft Legends or not, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a huge game. Yeah, um, Age of Empires. Re- 
Age of Empires, Redfall uh, is going to be a great one. Obviously, it goes without saying, Starfield's going to be a, a bomb drop. Uh, Forza looks absolutely spectacular. Um, and we're getting all those games this year. Never mind, like we said, the Game Pass deals they're making too. We just heard Show is going to be Game Pass Day 1 again too. Tommy Cart, uh, Liza P, all the stuff we said, Will Long. So they just feel like, it feels like Xbox was in a place where they were doing all the fan stuff. We've talked about this. They could, They weren't delivering on the games. PlayStation is delivering on the games, doing the opposite, whatever the hell they're doing with fan stuff, which is next to nothing. Um, but Xbox now feels like they're, they've turned that corner. We hope. We've said this before. They've turned that corner. Let's not jinx it. I know. Not jinx it. But it's looking really good for this year, right? Yeah. PlayStation has to, at some point, they have to take a step back from the financial sheets and say, yes, things look good right now. We're selling stuff. We're doing this. But how are we interacting with our fans? What are we doing from a fan perspective that's really, you know, building that love of the brand? Um, Because sales sheets don't last forever and they can turn on you, especially in this industry, in an instant. Uh, I only have to point to the Xbox One, which we've all done a million times. So I just and PS3 for that matter. Right. I think PlayStation really needs to take a step back. And someone needs to reel in Jim Ryan because it feels like this shift happened with him. It just does. Um, and we need to figure that out. Yeah. They I need to figure that out. I don't need to figure out anything. Just give me more yeah. shit. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you there. Hey, can I can, can we could we just talk about could we just talk about like a game we've been playing real fast before we leave? Because I know it's about, talk time, about Dead Space. I, yeah, I just want to talk about it. Yeah. Talk about that in Hi Fi Rush real quick. Oh, okay, good. Can I talk about Dead Space first? go i am at the last level of dead space playing it on medium um i i've, I've devoured all of this game <laughs> uh, i've done all the side missions i'm it's recaptured the love that i have like y'all don't know this but like this was my bloodborne before bloodborne there was dead space that was the game i i stand um i love the original it's what got me into survival horror games um yeah, I, I owe a tremendous lot to it. This remake is, to me, the best remake I've played. Just period. Um, it is incredible. Motive, Motive understood the assignment, man. Like, I was listening to one interview where they're just like, we want to respect the players that played it for the first time, but we also want to scare them again. <laughs> and they've they've achieved it and every time i i get scared in this game i'm like oh oh you got me like it's immediately like oh you got me old so and so you you're you're a cheeky one like the environmental not just like storytelling because i uh, there are some changes to the remake that i appreciate like it, it cuts to the to the like lovecraftian cultish stuff way sooner than you think mm-hmm. um and the sound design in this game is just the best sound design in a video game. Like everything sounds terrifying. It's remarkable. Um, it's yeah, it's just remarkable. And it, I don't know what to say about the audio though. It, it just feels perfectly layered. Like, you know, you have this weird ambiance that's always right in front of you, but, and you know, a creak of a doorway happening, like, you can hear it like close to you. And then in the distance, you're just hearing growling. And yeah. you're like, what the 
I need to put my headphones on. I've been playing with the sound bar. Oh, I'll go oh, headphones. oh no. Yeah, no, no, no. You gotta, okay. yeah, you gotta play this in 3D audio if you can, uh, in yeah. whatever way that is. Um, to Joe's point, it's, it's like it, it's doing environmental storytelling through the sound, and when that's done right, it is it changes the game experience entirely. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are moments like like the story itself that like the voice acting, like some of the script, it is reminiscent of like you know of oh this thing was written in mid 2000 but for the most part man it's it's perfect it, it really is like i'm just again refalling in love with it and it is a game where i'm just like um uh, my only debate now is like do i go on hard next or do i go straight to impossible <laughs> like that's my the only thing i'm questioning right now you, because for new game plus yeah impossible yeah you think it. so yeah, and if I, I die, I just so. just set it to hard. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly no. what you do. Beat it, Pansy. Well, no. So what I'm gonna do is uh, beat it on hard. <laughs> so like the recommended thing, because I'm I'm gonna try to platinum this game, is beat it three times. Right. Apparently, the average time played is like 17 hours to beat. I'm gonna beat it in uh, 14, 15. Humble brag, but you could just beeline it on hard and impossible. Uh, but they want you to do it twice over so that you have enough like money and schematics to go yeah. to do it on impossible for the for the third and final run. So that's what I'm kind of thinking. But I so I'm going to repeat what I said. Just beat it on impossible and man the f up. What's wrong with you? Okay, I'm sorry, Dad. God, um, this guy, I swear. Children. I recently got every achievement in Callisto. Like I did Callisto on New Game Plus, hardest difficulty. Had a blast. Jumped into Dead nice. Space. And yeah, oh dude, I love it. Um, and Dead Space is really easy on medium, and so I, I'm I'm kind of annoyed because I'm in like chapter five or six of Dead Space. I'm like, I really want to up the difficulty, but kind of like what Joe's saying, it's like go through on medium, get your resources, and then do an, a new game plus uh, on harder. I think that's going to be what I do if I go back because I I want to. I really am liking Dead Space. However something about it isn't clicking for me the way Callisto did. Mm. I don't know why. Because mm. it's clearly amazing. And I think it's it's obviously better in a lot of ways. I'm going to try doing headphones. I think that's going to be maybe that's what's missing. Uh, it, was, it was just an environment feel, but I didn't get that with Callisto. Um, but I am going to try that. It could be that I love Doom 3 so much, and Dead Space very much reminds me of Doom 3. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone else gets that kind of vibe. but I'm No, I'm, I'm just you. Really, you're dumb. <laughs> but I really like it. Like I really like it. Like it's it's really fun. I'm really glad this game is out now, um, and that we've got time before kind of something bigger is that I want. Because there are a few games in February I want to play, but the big yeah. stuff was Jedi and Resident Evil, and I got time mm. now. So yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm adoring it as well. I'm I'm still pretty early. I haven't had a lot of time to game since uh, since last week, but um, yeah, I'm I'm loving it. It's Your fantastic. interns call I, out. <laughs> i uh i wanted to finish this before hogwarts um but oh, that's how dare you that's not that's not looking like that's gonna happen so um but yeah absolutely and definitely if you whether it's you know whatever uh 3d audio uh headsets theater whatever you use just make sure you're playing this with 3d sound because it's it's nuts um yeah Real quick, I know we've we've touched on it a few times, but Hi-Fi Rush, I don't know if either of you have played it. I'm still very early on it, but uh, what I've played of it is incredibly impressive. Um, yeah? Yeah, it's the animations on it, kind of the uh, the way it sets up 
um, just the the delivery of the uh, the characters and the narration and stuff is excellent. It's got like little uh, homages to like Scott Pilgrim and other like Easter egg type things in there. The gameplay is super smooth. Um, it is just it's like a rhythm game where it rewards you when you attack in a in the rhythm that matches it how you want to but it doesn't make you feel bad when you don't like you don't have to it just makes it even better when you do uh and it's just it's really 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 well done and it's just it's really i just love seeing tango get some some praise and love and everything else that goes with this release because tango is a shinji mikami is a legend in the industry Tango is a very talented dev. I feel that Evil Within 1 and 2, while they're generally loved, they didn't get the, the large-scale recognition that they should have. Ghostwire is a very unique game that uh, I really enjoyed what I played of it, but it did, again, it didn't seem to break through that kind of cultural barrier for whatever sure. reason. So it's just cool to see High Five Rush get that for them and to, uh, to be such a highly praised game. So loving it. Yeah. That's awesome. I still have yet to play it. That's the game that I'll probably be playing next. Uh, but man, like the animation work is stellar. Yeah, from it's wh- fantastic. From what I've seen, it looks just so damn good. So I'm excited for that. I I can't wait to play it, and I'm glad that you're you're enjoying it. What say you, Luke? So I played this. Uh, I'm I'm not a rhythm person. I mean, I'm sure you're shocked. Uh, I don't have any. Rhythm I know. Whatsoever. What like. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you got to uh, get some melanin before you can get some rhythm. I know. Yeah. I know. Hold on. I can change. The, I say that. Uh, me. Hold on. There we go. Melanin. There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, are you, just like that. You turned Spaniard. This is beautiful. <laughs> Hello, brother Luke. <laughs> Hola. The, the hair, the hair Hola, still gives him away. <laughs> Yo tengo. Okay. So right. uh, I really am. <laughs> Uh, really enjoy the tutorial. Play the, through uh-huh. the tutorial, which is really long um, for a tutorial. My wife watched me play it, which was cool. Is Ains frozen or just staring? I am frozen again. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I weird. keep editing the cable. Him. Look at him. I know. Oh, that's a man no. that's about to eat a child. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that was so, before the show. Calm down. Oh, uh, really enjoying it as a non-rhythm person my wife was watching me play and she has a musical background and she was fascinated by like all the ways to pick up on the beach like oh you can see it here you can see it here she was locking in on all that and i was saying how i was like i'm getting visually overloaded by it she said no that's what's helping you i can tell like you're getting better and i was getting better as i played through the tutorial um really really impressive game really really exciting game um if you if you like uh hi-fi rush you should keep an eye on xep oh oh my that yeah. is what we call a sneaky little plug boys i'm tied i need to take you muted, big guy muted. yeah we got another super chat midnight jury oh. in the house saying five dollar super chat say thank you for another great show he basically said uh you ain't got to go home but get the hell out of here he's just ending the show for us he's like i've had enough you. of these these idiots yeah i get it may i plug my my recent announcement yes jury thank you very much for the super chat luke's always focused on himself but we do appreciate you thank you very much let me go ahead and hide this so luke can get to talking about whatever the hell he's going to talk about this is really me this is a big step for me i know Uh, it is i'm kidding i was like dang dude uh (laughs) uh, yes adington 
provided the schedule holds. Yes. So uh, big news for me for XEP after three years of, of doing XEP 90 plus developer interviews on the show, 150 plus uh, episodes of solo in 2023 uh, made a lot of changes, branched out, brought captain Logan as a, as a co-host really enjoying that. You guys um, have great chemistry, by the way. Thank you. We legitimately do. It's just kind of cool. Legitimately do. Yeah. Um, but yesterday, you should DM that guy and say, "Hey, how, how do you like it now?" <laughs> you, you can t- you can tell they love better. each other. You know what I mean? It's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do love Logan. He's pretty great. Which one's um, Bill? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this is getting awkward as I try to talk about it. Um, so the part that I, I'm really proud of and was nervous about is that yesterday we we launched the Patreon for XCP mm. and. What a uh, that's a really big deal, I guess, for me, because I was always worried that XCP wasn't worth people supporting financially and whatnot. Um, Ains, you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Ains, you guys on Season Gaming have an incredible community that, that operate and help you guys out with Super Chats. Um, and it's always cool to see the generosity there. Joe, you have a wonderful Patreon community there. And so to be starting... To be starting that uh, and have gotten a kind, very kind recep- reception uh, from people, both in sharing that page, which some people that don't want to support financially have been wonderful and able to share the tweet out or the link out for the Patreon for XCP that has meant the world. But that's what helps me pay for Zencaster, which lets me interview developers. And I've got two this week, one scheduled for tomorrow night and then one the next night. Cock off, hint, hint. They're both Xbox exclusives. <laughs> um that I've got that's what helps me pay for this new camera, which boys, I gotta tell you, I think it looks a lot better than the other one does. Like, yeah, you actually look alive, yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> we and just said the same thing <laughs> for anybody that hasn't seen XEP in 2023. It's video now, alive. <laughs> it's video, shut up. Uh, it's video now and edited, and I've been spent. I had you know got editing software, and I've been learning that, and I'm really trying to step it up. And so Patreon is is going to help me do a lot of that stuff and ease the burden uh, that I've kind of carried solo for three years. So that's what I wanted to say. Pardon the interruptions from you two goofballs, but um, <laughs> in a world where you guys are you guys are crushing super chats, Joe, you're crushing Patreon. Um, it was I was scared to try and even fine. enter that world, and so. That it, it was a big step, I guess, for XEP. So, if you well, do, welcome to a newfound uh anxiety, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, for anybody, in uh, there, yeah, you... I will put the link in the uh, sorry, Luke, I was gonna say someone said drop the link. Uh, I'll put the link in the description. There you go, okay, going forward. And I and yeah. J- Joe, I'll make sure to get trophy rooms as well. I I put our channels and Twitter, but I'll put your guys's uh Patreon under each two. I'm still That's putting fine. in the chat because I patreon.com slash PS trophy is where you can find us, you know, but yeah, it, it means the world. <laughs> so thank you guys. So thank you for, for everything. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I think, um, yeah, Joe, Joe's not joking with the anxiety thing, but I, I do think that, uh, like you said, uh, fantastic content, unique interviews and, uh, I wish you the best with it, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. And not, this is none of it's gated. None of the normal stuff is gated behind the Patreon. Uh, but yeah, I'm scheduled for, and if it schedules hold, and developers sometimes have to change their own schedules, two Xbox exclusive games uh, being interviewed this week, which is pretty. And, and let me, can I, can I give them a hint? It rhymes with Schmarfield. 
<laughs> it is not Schmedfall. Schmedfall. These guys no, are tired. <laughs> doors are opening. Doors are opening, guys. All right. Uh, listen, uh, I b- before Ang, you give your whole spiel. I do. You know, uh, we we talked about it a little bit in DMs. Uh, link to our good friend Game Positive in the chat. He did his own little yes. award show, yes. which I saw on the Twitter sphere. And from one person that pushes a yearly show to another, it's it's a whole lot of work. So please hit that link. Please hit like. Please hit subscribe to Game Positive, what they're doing over there. That's really yeah. awesome to see because all he wants to do is probably highlight awesome games that came out this year and share his love of games with you guys. So Hit subscribe, hit like, hit share. Go follow Game Positive on Twitter and, and do the same. Uh, share that content out. I, I I saw some of like the little gifts that he made. I was like, "Who hot boy, hot damn!" That gave me ideas for next year. So yeah, yeah. hats off yeah. to you. Are we, we're all yeah, in that yeah. show, right? Yeah, Eric. Got um, me. That's cool. I thought you were suck to be someone flake on you. Oh. Say they'll call you back and never do. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Ah, yes. Maybe uh, next year. Game positive is Eric, uh great great guy, uh great season game and contributor and he does he he's obviously uh he has young kids at home. He he wants to do more content creation when he can. Um but obviously time's a factor, but he put a lot of work into this. So if you're not aware with exactly what Joe's talking about, cuz I don't know if you actually said what it was, Joe, but it's the Game Pass Awards oh, for oh. 2022. So he did basically a, a community award show for Game Pass focus releases for 2022. And uh, it debuted, what, an hour ago, guys, on his channel? Yeah, it so, went live um, while we were chatting. So I'm definitely going to Yeah, yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, I hope that it's gone extremely well for them, for him. Obviously, I haven't been able to, to look, but uh, it'd be, it would mean a lot if uh, you guys support it. Go put the link in chat for anybody that's listening and maybe not watching um definitely check out that link and then i threw the attitude i threw that link in there for you too for patreon cool there you go go. um uh i'll go joe since you close us uh so for season gaming um you know i talk about the same stuff on big cast a lot to talk about on big cast this week we have a very special guest ian runkle who is part of the uh law tube community one of hoag's good friends also a gamer and we're going to have a lot of funny conversations around that so i hope that uh anyone who likes uh, big cast can swing by that should be a fun one he's never been a uh, uh guest on big cast before so it should be funny we should have a lot of laughs and obviously uh kind of attributing to hoag there we have been talking to hoag pretty much every day um so he is progressing well he is ahead of schedule in terms of rehab uh obviously a lot of work i think he said it's like 10 hours a day um that they're working on but um he has made a lot of progress and uh continues to surprise the doctors which is very good news so we uh continue to wish him the best if you didn't see the little care package we sent him for cracker barrel and resident evil and whatnot you can check out last week's big cast for that but um in terms of the site we have a bunch of reviews kind of coming on and we're making some um kind of uh, uh really nice updates to the way we present reviews and other things as well so stay tuned for that um we have a dead space review probably going live tomorrow i know it's a little bit late but it's due to who wrote it for us Zach, it's his first review. He is a Dead Space fanatic. He all the comics, the novels, the 
podcast nice. the lore like he knows everything about it and he wanted to go through this remake really intensely so that's going up hi-fi rush review is up from elu we've got a bunch of stuff coming uh so uh, as always just appreciate your support and with that i will hand it over to mr trophy room himself who we uh you can find me first off this week's episode of the trophy room will be recorded uh tomorrow so this week is it's it's a huge week for playstation it's a huge week uh for the trophy room just alone we got our thoughts on uh dead space we got season a letter from the future review uh we have my impressions of the playstation uh dual sense edge controller and that's just the things you've been playing let alone talking about all that vr goodness uh the uh live from playstation little marketing push that we're seeing from playstation with them possibly teasing uncharted 5 who knows what's going on there all that and so much more over there on the trophy room so make sure you're following us over on ps trophy room on twitter make sure you're following the show the the trophy room playstation show video version on youtube on Anywhere you get your RSS feed, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, you name it, it's there. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be doing some really cool stuff in February, which we can start teasing hopefully uh, on Friday. So a lot of cool stuff happening. Can't wait. And you know what? Hey, listen, here's a little Patreon pitch. Wait for it. Wait for it. www.patreon.com/slash PS Trophy Room. Bam. You get cool stuff, cool rewards while supporting the show, making us look so good. Sounds so great. It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy. That's how you do it, Luke. It's that damn simple. I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to learn. Luke, would you like me to pull this old oldie but goodie back out? <laughs> Thank you. That is good. 39% one. say that I'm the worst <laughs> story of my Wait, when was that from? Life. April of 2021. Still holding wow. up. Wow. Hey, we're still podcasting <laughs> together, boys. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, nearly cool. two years ago. That Jesus, man, time flies. Damn. That's cool. That's cool. I, I didn't think I, I never realized both. It. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, tell them what your the package for your controller said. <laughs> this is funny. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, what, what was it called? Uh, you, you called me. Uh, what was it? What was it? Something McGee. Oh my God! Why am I blanking? You're, take, on you're, it? Ta- you're seriously not going to tell the story? I know, I, no, I, 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 I go into the UPS store. Please Ames. go for it. This is a good. Go story. into the UPS store, and I'm like, hey, I need to show this controller to my friend. He doesn't know how to change his a password on his account or something. Um, it's not. And this guy all. was like, all right. And it's like, when do you want it to get there? I said, honestly, uh, he said he said me told me to ask about same day shipping. Uh, he goes, you're not doing same day shipping for a controller. I said, all right. <laughs> uh he goes that'll be a 100 bucks it'll get there monday uh 15 bucks it'll get there tuesday i said i'm gonna save this kid from himself he goes all right what's his name <laughs> said, douche mcgee d-o-o-s-h mcgee uh and the guy just started laughing he laughing. He's like, all right so we shipped it to douche mcgee so i text joe and i'm like hey uh they said it'd be 100 bucks for same day and i was gonna save you for yourself so it's just 15 he did not read past 100 bucks suddenly my paypal is plus 100 I got excited. God, God forbid I get Why excited. Why would you think it would be $100 to ship the controller? I just I just trust him. He's just like, hey, it would cost 100 bucks. And I'm here. I'm you never I'm, trust got, a vampire. That's your I first got, mistake. I know. I know. Red I've been a familiar game. before, and it's always <laughs> just a pain. Anyway. Hey, a Blade <laughs> reference. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, listen, I got it. I love it. It's great. Uh, now I'm going to see the battery life and how awful it is piece of crap. I'm actually most curious about longevity because we know as much as I love the Elite 2, it has problems. 
Uh, so I'm curious to see how this holds up long term with some abuse. Same. Same. <clears throat> all right, everybody. Um, with all that said, with all that out of the way, I love you. I'm going to miss you. And uh, we're going to see you in, in two weeks, which is a fortnight. Not to be confused with the video game Fortnite that's created by Epic Games. Originally, Fortnite meant two weeks, which means... You know Epic Games makes Unreal Engine, right? And it makes Unreal Engine. Oh, okay. And, they make Halo. Um, is what you mean? And and every dollar, every dollar you give Todd Sweetie, he saves a tree, and he names a little Jimmy one, little Jimmy two, and they all go to school together, um, and they go to tree college, and they have tree friends. Okay, uh, everybody, keep uh, keep keep casting that call.